What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Trending Now podcast. I am your host, Fahir Kundari. And today, I'm here with two of my guys as my special guests, Jacob and Ovina. Um, today, we're going to be discussing the Sacramento Kings and the fact that they made playoffs. Uh, we're going to be talking about what that means economically for like the city of Sacramento, the people, the culture. Uh, but before we get into all of that, I want to give an opportunity to my guests to introduce themselves, tell us what year you are, your major, and then your goals. I'll start with uh, Obina. All right, y'all. Name is Obina Eze. I am a junior at Sac State. My major is electrical engineering. And, you know, my aspirations are, you know, to work for a company within the Sacramento area, if possible. But if not, I'll work in the Bay for about two to five years and then possibly start my own company. And you, Jacob? Uh, yeah, um, my name is Brahanu Jacob. I am a second year here at Sac State, and my major is public health with um, uh, focus in healthcare administration. And my goal is to be a uh, travel respiratory therapist uh, in the future and go work for hospitals like UC Davis and, and such, stuff like that. That's dope. Right, so we're going to go straight into the first question. Are you guys Kings fans or are you just basketball fans in, in general? I mean, I definitely wouldn't consider myself a Kings fan. Growing up, I watched more of the Lakers, if anything. But the Kings, uh, I mean, I only moved to Sacramento back in 2012, and that's kind of where I heard about them. But, no, I never really – Kings was not really my team. So, um, for my case, because I am a Sac native, funny enough, um, the old stadium, Arco Arena, that was only like um, a few minutes away from me. And so, I was only loyal to the Kings for uh, the majority of my life. So, all the good times, the bad times, you know, I just stuck with them. And when many people jump to, like, the Warriors or the Lakers, I just decided, you know, to stay, stay loyal, you know? For me, I'm not a basketball fan. Like, I, I don't know too much about basketball. So, as much as this is a podcast, I'm sure most of my listeners, most of the people here who grew up here probably already know about basketball. But for those who, who wouldn't, like myself, it's kind of like an opportunity to learn a, bit, a little bit more about the game and what this what this really means. So, can you guys like explain to me what um, like how does the playoffs work? How does the game work? Like, I know we we're talking about this yesterday at the union. I heard some of you talking about how there there might be like multiple games. Like, this may not be the only game they play with each other. So, can you just explain quickly how that how that works? <coughs> and if any one of you wants to jump on that, I'll let him take it. Um, yeah. So, when the NBA uh, when it goes to playoffs at the end of the season. Um, some teams make it, some teams don't, and usually there's a seven-game series that uh, teams have to play. So whoever will win um, four games in a seven-game series will move on to the next round. And I think it goes first round, second round, I think third round, third round, and then I think uh, the conference championship before the actual NBA finals. So for the Kings case, um, they're playing on the West Coast, so all the West Coast, all the Western Conference teams will play. And then they'll decide a champion from that. And then same with the Eastern side. They'll uh, play and then they'll get down to uh, the uh, the Eastern Conference champion. And then they'll meet kind of in the finals. So right now we're all in the, the first round of playoffs. And it's kind of how it goes. You got to get you got to be able to last through a seven-game series to get to the next round. Okay. So the Kings played. So they played seven games to get to where they are right now. Uh, no. So... 
uh, they had to play an 83 game season, okay. and then depending on where they're seated within the standings will depend on that'll that'll decide who they play in the playoffs. Okay. So the higher seed you are um, will dictate um, the team you play. So if you're say a first seed, you'll probably play the eighth seed. If you're a se- uh, second seed, you'll probably play the se- seventh seed. Third seed will play the sixth seed, and then so on and so forth, all I the way see. down. All right, for sure. So. Can you guys talk a little bit about what it means that Sacramento, that the Kings made the playoffs? Because based on how, like, everyone has been talking about this, it feels like a like a big deal for everyone in Sacramento. In, in Sacramento. Uh, so can you guys, like, talk a little bit about how what, what this means to the people here, uh, what it would mean if they won? In fact, if they if they play this, or even the fact that they're they're even making playoffs, because I heard that this is the first time they're doing it in 17, 16 years. So, um, the last time we we even got this far was like you said, sixteen plus years. Um, I just want to add a few things too. This was the first game where we had over forty wins in roughly twenty years, and also this is the first time in that same duration where we were division West champions as well. And, you know, I took time to brush up on, on, on some things. And honestly, we've had over 10 coaches in the past 16 seasons. So uh, we had uh, – let me just go give, like, a little history. So our last playoff appearance was in 2006. And then from there, we just happened to make so many trades. And let me just let you guys know on the players that we have. So – um, one of the biggest players of the early 2000s was Mike Bibby, but then we traded him in t- 2008. Two years later, we had DeMarcus Cousins, and he was with us um, for at least six years. We He was traded in 2017, but that same year, funny enough, was when we um, drafted De'Aaron Fox to the NBA Kings, um, Sacramento Kings. And so I just want to say that we've come a long way, and we've almost been traded out of Sacramento twice. So the first potential move was to Anaheim in 2011. And then the second one was to Seattle in 2013. So we've had, uh, we've had conflicts of interest within the city, wondering what we have to do. And, of course, as you can tell, one of the things that they really were pushing on the Kings was a new stadium, um, which led us to um, have the Golden One Center, which we've had for about, I would say, roughly seven years now. And they just recently, um, I would say recently, um, last year, um, they destroyed the old Arco Redem Stadium that we had for over 30 plus years. And the biggest thing that Sacramento was needing was change, but also stability and just uh, a relationship with the city because there was so much potential, but it just felt like the, the amount of management that we had, we didn't know what to do with it. So we just kept trading players, hope, hoping for just some a glue that can really just mold the team together and really have the city in unison because we don't really have a football team, um, an uh, NFL football team in in Sacramento, and then of course we don't really have much to brag about when it comes to baseball either. So it's really just the Kings franchise that we're, we've been holding on to because unfortunately we have the longest playoff drought in NBA history, and we were in dire need of change. So one of the re- most recent trades that ended up being beneficial to us was the we trade we had uh, we traded Tyrese Halliburton for um, Sabon- Sab- uh, Sabonis, and he's been I-, I would say 
although we were as fans, we were very skeptical because Tyrese was so loyal to the franchise, and we only had him for two years. Um, what we've ha- what we've seen with the success and just the cohesive activity with the other players, especially there in Fox, I would say it was what was needed for a long time, and just us winning division what division champions specific um in our in our you know our conference i would just say that really put the city on the map um you know we started we started getting posted more on the nba instagram webs um uh, instagram page um dear fox himself he became an nba all-star this season so there's little things like that it just shows that we've it we've always had the seeds we've always had the foundation but we always we just what we needed was the direction and a good head coach our head coach was actually ne- uh not uh, actually won um NBA coach of the year so, because with the with the amount of stats that we've had i mean it's only by the grace of god that we've gotten this far and now it's le- it's led us to verse a championship team um which is the um the Golden State Warriors and they've won i would say 3 to at least three NBA finals and from the last decade. So what's coming up this Friday is something you don't, no one should miss. Yeah. That, so that makes a lot of sense. I like how you broke down like the history and how like, uh, the, the teams rough past how now they're trying kind of making a comeback. Cause you said we don't really have a, uh, like a football team or, uh, like any other major sport that, Sac- uh, people of Sacramento can't hold on to because I know that I play soccer and uh, to me it's like what's happening based on everything you've explained it's kind of like if the Sacramento Republic FC were to finally go into the MLS because right now they play in the USL which is like a it's it's a, it's semi-pro but like MLS is like the highest level of American soccer hmm. so to me it's like if that was to happen I can only imagine how that would like inspire people f- not just from this place but from other places to come into the place like oh we're going to watch these guys play um how that would affect businesses because then you have other people coming in they're going to be spending money uh and, and improving the economy here merch is going to be selling mm-hmm. and it's also going to inspire like uh younger the younger generation because then you, you see people who are uh who have kids and their kids say oh this is our team. They're they're playing in this in this place, and then the parents is like, you know, but I want to get my child into playing this sport, and then they start investing in maybe local businesses. Because where I work, it's a it's a it's a soccer place. They we have kids who come, they train, and they they you you improve and you develop. So to me, this kind of this kind of thing, do you think it's gonna like inspire like more investment into the sport? Because based on everything you're saying, is the more consistent and more successful you are the better you can invest in young talent and the young talent that if they're good and consistent, the more wins you get, the better that is for like the, the city, the better that is for the future of, of the sport as well. Oh, hundred percent. Um, the thing that people need to understand is that Sacramento has a bunch of talent when it comes to just not only with academics, but also the sports programs. Cause we have a lot of people that end up um, getting scholarships to these prestigious schools. Um, and it's just something that should go unnoticed because, un- because unfortunately, with the amount of time we have, we're always pushing ourselves out of the city because we feel like there's no potential or there's nothing here. But with the, it, with the status of the Kings now, it's just like we have that spark that we're looking for. Like um, when we added the beam, 
to the the golden one the golden one um stadium you know it was at first it was seen as a joke now if you check the king's instagram page you'll just see everyone even the players themselves like really participating it's a feature that was not meant to be so big. It's now like a standard. What, what's the what's the the beam? So it's like a purple beam that goes that lights up in the middle of the stadium, and you can see it. Basically, if you're from if you're like within like a 15 mile radius of the city, you yeah. can pretty much just see it all around. It's like a purple um, beam going up in the sky. Um, we do that every game we win. Nice, Jacob. What do you think? Like. Does this the impact that this makes? Does it matter if they if they win, or is it there's something like we're we're just happy that the Kings we're happy that they're here. This is going to be good, um, or is this something that is like oh no we're here, but now this is not this isn't just a one time thing. Let's yeah. keep pushing. Let's keep going. Uh, no, I definitely think it's exciting, and I think it's going to bring a spark kind of to Sacramento and uh, the sports in general. Kind of give people something to you know look forward to, and you know. NBA playoffs is a huge um, event every year. Everybody's tuning in. You have millions of viewers, you know, watching these games. So for Sacramento to be back on the map, you know, back in the playoffs after a long drought like this, I definitely think it's going to make um, – it's going to be really positive impact for the city because, you know, people are going to be coming in town to watch these games. And, you know, people are going to be watching and stuff like that. So I think it's really good for Sacramento. And if they keep it up, it could be really good for you know, our economy because, you know, people are going to be more invested into the sport. And then maybe people that don't even watch basketball in Sacramento uh, might tune into the Kings and become Kings fans and stuff like that. So I think it's really good that um, the Kings are doing well this season, that, that they're making a late playoff push. I think it's – yeah, I think it's going to make a big impact. Let me just add, let me just say this. Um, you know, us making playoffs is what everyone has been praying for for a very long time. But – um, and of course, every all the bonuses were like having a, a solid head coach, which we've been praying on for a long time because our management was just horrible, as I as I previously stated. But then us, you know, Burke almost having fifty points. We are like our stat is forty eight wins and thirty four losses, but that's the most we've had in well over the six the sixteen year drop, of course. So, and then we won. Uh, we won our. We won our. Or we're, we were uh, Pacific uh, Div- Division champions, right? I want to make this very clear. At this point, winning finals is uh, a close second compared to being a championship team like the Warriors. Like, there's always been that 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 mini that mini political feud about how Sac is not the Bay, and honestly, we don't. For some of us that live here, we don't want to be the Bay. We want to be Sacramento, and. It's it's sim- it's very simple. It's very simple. If we win, if we beat the Golden the Golden State Warriors, we don't have to win finals. We already proved our point that this the team that we've been actively searching for is here and is here to stay. And of course, we have the the, the Aaron Fox for about another two years because his contract he extended. He had a max contract in twenty twenty to stay with the Kings for about five years. So we have. We have two more years with one of the best uh, players in the NBA league, and it's important that we use our the talents we have now to continue building a culture um, for the city and have more people actively coming to support. And I was also checking uh, the playoffs, um, you know, ticket ticket prices, and they're no less than three hundred dollars right now. That's the cheapest one if anyone wants to buy the um, game two for next week. I mean, if you try to get try to buy one now, like you're looking at a cool. 
500 to be honest and then nosebleeds you know that's a cool rack but um you know the fact that we're even at this point you know is just amazing to watch and i want i really want this to be something that we can we can like harness and really uh secure a championship because i feel like that's what's all that's missing for our our team you know we need to really establish ourselves and let people know that we're the capital of california and we got we have to run things that's interesting because like i didn't even know that this was like a local rivalry that's how much i don't know about basketball the, like the golden state warriors is a bay area yeah. team and then the, the kings is uh i didn't even know. i thought they were just uh out of state or another basketball team so another thing i want to add too is that we this has never happened before we have never ever versus the Warriors before. Yeah. So there's this like there's a expect a lot of people to be betting on this game. A lot of people a lot of people, you know, talking that, you know, you know, but but it's just like it's 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 exciting time to be a Kings fan. And just just know like if we win that game, we don't have to win finals because that will be the most talked about this will be the most talk, like this season is gonna be one of the most talked about seasons for the rest of the decade. But winning the Warriors, that would be a complete upset because how can an underdog team defeat one of the best teams in the NBA out of nowhere? But it, but it's funny too because it wasn't out of nowhere. It just took a lot of time, a lot of planning, a, a lot of a lot of trading, a lot of trading. Some some trades were I would say are were very unnecessary, and. Very, uh, you know, I, it's like I don't understand. I didn't at one point. I didn't understand the vision of what we were going because it's just like you have all these shooters, you have all all, all these um, players that are actually devoted to Team Sacramento Thrive, and you're just throwing it away for what could be instead of just work building what is now. And you know, I, now that we have that, is I just hope that the managers don't do what they did in the past because we finally we finally stuck the landing. Um, for this team, for this city, and it would be a shame if we were to repeat the past. You know, I can I can tell how how passionate Toby is <laughs> about this. So like now, me I'm definitely going to be watching the game. It's tomorrow, right? It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's on tom- Saturday, like five thirty. Tomorrow yeah. time. They said um, I just, I checked the Instagram Instagram uh, page. They said five p.m. So. You know, I have a my, I have like a little event to go to tomorrow, but I'll be rushing um home as soon as possible to watch that game because, yeah, it's it's is that important for us? Nice. Yeah. Nice. Right, so I don't know. Should should we do it? Should we do predictions or should we just cro- cross our fingers <laughs> and hope that um uh, the Kings the Kings get things done? Uh, if not, we still say this is this is a W. I mean, so I'd say because we so here's the thing we allowed our best players to rest, and we sacrificed a couple we sacrificed a couple ga- a couple like regular season games, just because we want we know who we're go- who we're up against. So, you know, I would say game one is it, tricky because we have home field advantage, but at the same time we have, this is our first time in playoffs in 17 years, so I don't know what could happen. But I feel, but uh, but folks um, need to understand too that the se- the se- the second game is going to be in the, at the go to one center again, and I feel like once we get that feeling of who we're up against, for me personally, 
I predict that game two we're gonna win that, and um, and then of course we uh, game three and four will be in the Bay Area. So game one is kind of game up in the air, and then game two you think we're gonna pull it off? Yeah, yeah, because game because in the regular season you know we definitely struck we we gave the Warriors a fight, but we of course they they owned us, mm. but you know a lot of folks like to say this. Um, the Golden State Warriors, they play very differently in playoffs compared to regular season. And that's nothing to overlook. What about you, Jacob? What do you, what do you think? Uh, there's a part of me that wants to be really optimistic for the Kings, but, I mean, there's a part of me that also has to be realistic and understand that the Warriors have a lot of playoff experience and they've been here before and they were just champions a year ago. So, I mean, there's only so much I can say. I think this game tomorrow will decide a lot, but, I mean, the Warriors are not a team that you can, you know, take lightly, especially now in the playoffs when they have pretty much their whole starters have been in playoffs and finals. So they already know. They've already been here. They've already, you know, played well at this level so it's kind of like it's new it's newer for the kings because the kings haven't made uh playoffs in a long time so it's going to be a lot of adjusting and a lot of adapting i think the kings will have to do to the uh, warrior style of play especially with you know shooters like clay thompson and steph curry you know coming off screens and stuff like that um but i think they'll give them a fight i think the first game i think there's a lot on the line definitely because um I don't think you can. I don't think you can afford to lose a home game against the Warriors because once the Warriors go back to the Bay Area and you have to play in um, their arena, it's just gonna be it's gonna be hectic. So I think if they can take care of business at home, at least for one game, I think that would uh, set them up good to to really try to 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 make it a fight. But I think it'll. I, I want to say it's gonna go six or seven games, but uh, if I had to make a prediction this early, I'd probably say. I'd say Warriors in, I'd have to say Warriors in like seven. I think Warriors in seven. I think the Kings are super talented, but I think I think the Warriors will edge them out a little bit, but I think the Kings will give them a fight. If I had to give prediction, I'd say like Warriors in seven. Mm, I don't know because you know we all know that the Warriors have choked a three, three to one lead before. That's true. That's true. So I can't, it is like. The, the the fan in me like okay so the, some if I'm being real, realistic like I would say like I feel like the Warriors have a higher chance yeah but knowing how hungry we are we were this season I feel like we're not gonna be so easy to just let up I would just say if anything Kings and six Kings and six okay Kings and six it's gonna be a fight for sure um, but I just know that we have a good way of picking up steam um, you know around, around like the second half of things you know we we were we were very like notorious for like getting playing tired around the fourth quarter but i feel like given the stakes that we're gonna we're gonna address that issue and they're gonna address that issue during the practice sessions and of course that'll reflect on the court because you know the fans you know we're we're, we're gonna it's gonna be a packed stadium just just been on that you know for sure me I'm not going to give a prediction <laughs> because I don't watch basketball. But, well, I would say since I watch soccer, and we all, I think most people watch the the World Cup. We all saw what Morocco did. I'd say never bet against like underdogs because you never know. You never know what what can happen. Anybody can yeah. can pull anything out. I think it's different though because in soccer you just, you get one game and it's like you can you know kind of shock. But in like basketball, it's seven games, so it's like you might be able to steal a game here, but like seven games really proves the longevity. Like, can you like go the distance and really finish a series? So, I think that's unique about basketball. It's not like football or soccer where you have to you have to just win one championship game or one match and you know 
like that. It's a it's a game where you gotta win a series, especially when you wanna win it. If you wanna be a champion, you gotta be able to win. You know, four out of seven games, you gotta be able to take it the distance. It's whoever has the most stamina, whoever has the yeah. most endurance, yeah. the heart. You know, you like. Yeah. There's a reason why there's always overtimes. Yeah. You know, we can't, you can't you can't just call game just yeah. just by stats alone. You, you can have a really good game in the playoffs, and you know you can win game one and be looking like you know the favorites, and then the next game, you know, you might not they can catch you lacking. You know, tie it up. You know, make it interesting. So that's the one thing I really like about basketball is that back and forth through a series. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just I'm just really excited to see how how things play off um, this month, and of course next month too. Um, like I said, it's any end, ending could happen, but I just want the the bragging rights of just beating the Warriors this year. I feel like that <laughs> that personally will be will just seal the deal for me on just a perfect season for yeah. the Kings. All right, for sure. All right, guys, this was this was a nice conversation. You can tell that a lot of people are <laughs> gonna be gonna be watching this game. It's gonna be nice. It's gonna be intense. I'm gonna be watching it too. Uh, so. Um, yeah, this was a nice podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, I want to thank my my guests for coming on and talking about this. Uh, Thanks for having me. No, for sure. Likewise. Yes, sir. And um, yeah, until next time, guys. Uh, bye bye.